My God, have mercy. Amen. So we're just grateful to be here. Let's get right into the word of the Lord. Is that okay? Amen. While you're standing, Romans chapter number eight, I will try to be as quick as I possibly can. Hallelujah. But I believe that God has spoken to me. Amen. And give me a word for you today. And I just want the prophetic to flow today. Just want us to be open to what God would say to us. He wants to take us beyond our limits, beyond what we think is possible, beyond what we can do. He wants us to tap into a level where our ability, our ingenuity, our know-how ends and God's creativity begins. And there's going to be a river of the Spirit that's going to be opened up in this house today. Hear me. As great as an impact this church has had all over the world, across the state of Indiana, everywhere. Songs should be written about it. Just incredible. But what God is getting ready to do is so far surpassing that it's going to blow the minds of every skeptic, every critic, and it's going to leave the devil standing saying, what in heaven just happened in here? Because there's a river of revival that's getting ready to open up. Because God's getting ready to help us do amazing things. Someone shout, praise the Lord. Romans chapter number 8. This is my life scripture. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 begins this way. And he, be- he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to church. I love that. Went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up to read was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He had opened the book. He found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book gave it to the minister and sat down and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him and he began to say unto them this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears that I believe something historical monumental and global is going to happen in this place that we will look back on this day and say scripture came to pass in that house that day that the prophecies and the prophetic realm amen, is, is bursting at the seams not only to foretell the future but to bring it to pass right now your future is now and I'm going to talk to you even for the next few minutes on this topic the ministry of the spirit the ministry of the spirit poke somebody beside you say you look beautiful today I love you I'm glad that you're here. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Clap your hands as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That the text, amen, in Romans chapter number eight tells us, amen, that the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. It's describing, amen, the fact that as mere human beings, we don't have the ability to even pray as we should. That it is describing for us, amen, our weaknesses, our frailties. The word infirmities, amen, describes every type of sickness, every type of, uh, uh, of disease, every type of weakness, amen, mental dysfunction. It's describing the fact that we are totally and capably unable. Isn't that encouraging? But it doesn't leave us just with the fact, amen, that we are unable. But it tells us that the Spirit comes to our aid. 
and helps our infirmities. The word helpeth there in the Greek, amen, describes a unique ministry of the Spirit. It is so unique and so powerful that this word is not found anywhere else, amen, in all of Greek literature. It's describing, amen, the help, amen, that comes from the ministry of the Spirit. It's a Greek word, soon antilambano. It means, amen, that if you want the help of God, you got to make God your partner. Let me say this clearly. Let me say this loud. Amen. That what God wants to do through you, you can't do it by yourself. That what God wants to accomplish in, in this house, amen, that if Jesus doesn't help us, we are finished, we are done, and it's over. So what God wants, amen, is your permission. To step in, amen, and begin to partner with you and begin to help you in ways, amen, that are unfathomable. Amen. Soon, anti, meaning that God, amen, is ready right now to take action. And the action that he wants to take, lambano, meaning that he wants to take away from you everything that's holding you back, everything that's hindering you, everything that's hurting you, everything that's trying to destroy you, and he wants to give you power, and he wants to give you peace, and he wants to give you joy, and he wants to give you an anointing, amen, for ministry that far surpasses anything that you've ever experienced before. Can I get a witness in this house? That the Holy Ghost wants to help you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Holy Ghost wants to help you. Amen. That God, heaven is ready right now. That God is ready right now to do something, amen, great in you. That this is what the Lord told me. He said, amen, that the ministry of the Spirit is this, to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, you got to understand, amen, that this word poor, amen, doesn't just mean those that are poor in spirit or those, amen, that understand they have no righteousness, but that is part of it. But it's describing abject poverty, that the Holy Ghost, amen, wants to change everything about you, meaning, amen, he wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal your body. He wants to, he wants to increase your IQ. He wants to increase, amen, your ability to think clearly. He wants to increase you financially. Bear with me now. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Because God woke me up, amen, in the middle of the night, amen, and told me, amen, what, how he sees this church and what he wants to do through this church. Amen. And you can't get there without making God your partner. Are you hearing me? Amen. That God right now wants to become your business partner. He wants to step into your financial situation and stop the struggle. Amen. That you got to understand this is a kingdom church. Amen. In the kingdom, there's only one king and his name is Jesus. And in the kingdom, the king owns everything. And everything that we have as kingdom citizens is by consent of the king only. Amen. We are stewards of what he has given us. And this is what God said. Amen. I want to make. Amen. Hallelujah, New Life Church, not a super center, a distribution center. Because the thing, amen, that supports and funds and causes the super centers to be super centers is the distribution center. And God said, I want to make New Life a distribution center of my power, a distribution center of my glory, a a distribution center of my wealth and my riches and my doctrine. That God wants something to happen in this house that's going to flow out of this place and touch the world. Are you ready to become a distribution center? Hallelujah. This is what he said to me. He said, you tell them as they give globally today, I will expand your companies to a global level. With contracts and contacts that can only come from me. He said, he meant, as you sow bountifully ridiculous amounts of money that you can't afford to give resources, amen, that doesn't make sense to give, I will open up the windows of heaven. I will open up the windows, plural, of heaven and you shall reap bountifully. That what would take lifetimes to achieve, I will release upon you in days. That what would take you lifetimes. 
times to achieve. He said, I will release upon you in days. There's a spirit of giving and a spirit of going and a spirit of reliance upon the spirit that wants to break loose in this house. What would you attempt to do if you knew God was your partner? What would you attempt to give if you knew God was your partner? God wants you to move beyond your limits. God wants to move you beyond your boundaries into a realm of anointing where there's creativity. Are you all right? This is what he said. Woke me up at 12.53 this morning. And he said, Iban, tell them when the silver and gold is mine, when you release the resources I have placed under your control to me, I will give you, amen, what money cannot buy. He said, I will release the glory of the latter house upon this place. He said, remind them, amen, I want to give them generational wealth in the realm of doctrinal truth. In the realm of finances and in the realm of the demonstration of the spirit of God in power. That God is going to put in your hands the ability and resources to do what he's placed in your heart. Hear me, your dream and your vision has been big, but the ability and the resources to accomplish it has seemed like it has been small. And God said, in this house today, I'm going to release, amen, resources and ability that is beyond, amen, what you can fathom so that you can accomplish the dream and the vision. I feel the Holy Ghost up in here right about now. Amen. The vision and the dream that he has given you, it will come to pass in fact i feel in this house this is the word i realize you can't buy miracles with money but i also realize why salvation is free it takes an act of obedience to receive it that as we release some stuff i'm not just talking about problems i'm talking about releasing offenses I'm talking about allowing God to give you a future without even consulting your past. I'm talking about you allowing God to do something in you that is beyond what your family ever had. That is beyond, amen, what history tells you you can have. That what God wants to do in this house is not repeat history. He wants to make history. Feel the Holy Ghost in here. That God, amen, as we release our resources to him and the silver and gold really becomes his, he's going to release a level of glory. Let me define glory. Glory is this. Glory is God in full disclosure. Are you hearing me? The Bible says that we beheld the glory of the Lord in the face of Jesus Christ. That when you see Jesus, you see everything that God is and everything that God will be. There's no God even outside of Jesus. What God wants to do is release a level of glory in this place. That he shows up, amen, in this place today in full disclosure. Where everyone is healed. Where everyone is filled. Where every need is met. Where there's abundance on the left and there's abundance on the right. Hear me. And we have this promise, amen, that as the glory, as the water covers the sea, the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth. When we're talking glory, we're talking about the king and his kingdom. We're talking about his power. We're talking about his majesty. We're talking about things that only God can do. Are you hearing me? Brother Desta, amen, Ethiopia shall be restored. There's a spirit of restoration upon you that's going to flow through your hands and through your words. Hear me, friend of mine, that God is going to visit Ethiopia with the rain again. And the rain of the spirit is going to wash away division. It's going to wash away deception. And there's coming a greater unity and a greater revival to Ethiopia. God is not done with Ethiopia. He's just beginning. Come on, somebody. God's getting ready to cover this earth with the glory of the Lord. God's getting ready to cover this earth with the glory of the Lord. If you're a missionary here, amen, and you're from Europe, I want you to stand. 
You're from Europe. It's what the Holy Ghost showed me. He showed me, amen, Europe. And he showed me this, this thick darkness that was covering Europe. It was so thick you could feel it. It was just intense. And the warfare has been great. And he showed me decade of sacrifice and sacrifice. He showed me decade of sowing and sowing and sowing. And it seems like you, you, you sowed uh, uh, much, but you reaped little. But this is what God told me. He says, I'm sending a storm to Europe. But the storm is not from the enemy, it is from me. And he said, with the storm, amen, it's going to push out the thick darkness and the thick clouds of oppression and depression in Europe. And he said, amen, the light is coming. The light is coming. The light is coming. The light is coming. Hear me. And God is going to reward your faithfulness and your predecessor's faithfulness and many, many generations of sacrifice. God says, you're going to reap. You're going to reap. It's getting ready to you're getting ready to have the greatest outpouring my God thank you for what Ethiopia showed us but what God did in Ethiopia he's getting ready to do in Europe he's getting ready to do in Europe I prophesy to Europe right now rise up it's your time it's your time because it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit and God wants us to allow him to do what Put your hands and praise him all over this house. I release miracles. I release signs. I release wonders. There's an anointing in this house. There's a new anointing in this place. There's a greater depth than what's ever been in this house today. Oh. Let's take a few moments and worship him. Come on, receive it. Receive it, receive it. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can be seated if you'll clap till the Lord as you're seated. God wants to help us. God wants to help us. Hallelujah. 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 A couple years ago, we were in uh, Thailand and we were uh, having a crusade there in Doi Cassette, establishing a church there. And we advertised and time for church and no one showed up. Two hours later, the building was full. About 350 people or so full of Buddhist people, never heard the gospel, never heard the name of Jesus. We just had a handful of people. We began to praise and we began to worship and nobody moved. Nothing happened. It was tight. It was dead. It was dark. But as we began to preach the word of the Lord, the anointing of God came in the house. And it was like someone turned on a light switch and those people began to clap and those people began to receive what was being said. When it was all said and done, we had over 200 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in that house. But the greatest miracle was this, was there was a Buddhist monk on this side of the church. Amen. That when the word of faith was spoken, he stood up and you could see that he was in pain. And he, he, and come to find out later on, he had back pain and leg pain for three years. And we stood up, he was in severe pain. When we spoke the word of faith in the name of Jesus, he meant his face went from one of, uh, of contorted pain to utter and complete shock because he said that when we spoke the name of Jesus, he said the pain shot out of the bottom of his foot. Hear me friend of mine, when I saw his face change from one of pain to one of utter delight, I went down and laid hands on him and God filled that Buddhist monk with the Holy Ghost and he began to speak with other tongues. And when he rose up he said, amen, at the top of his lungs, para yesu bin pajau, para yesu bin pajau, para yesu bin pajau, which means Jesus is God, Jesus is God, Jesus is God. I'm just here to remind you, amen, they were ignorant 
ignorant and unlearned men, but they turned their world upside down because they understood their reliance was not on the arm of the flesh. It was on the anointing. If we don't have the anointing, we're done. If we don't have the spirit, we're done. But the good news is God is anxious right now. He's ready right now. Heaven is open right now that God wants to do it. The minute you say yes to him and give him permission to heal you, to deliver you, he comes in with his power and his anointing and changes everything about you. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a new anointing. I'm ready to take nations. I'm ready to take cities. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah is upon me and upon you because he has anointed us. Someone shout, I am anointed. Hallelujah. He has anointed us. He meant to heal the broken and hearted. The word broken, amen, describes someone who's been, literally the word broken, some tribal means the crushing of grapes. Amen. Where they take the grapes and they crush it with their feet. The smashing of bones into dust. It depicts people who have been walked on by others. Those who have been crushed by others. Those who have been smashed into pieces by life or relationships. It describes those who feel abused by others. It's describing here, he meant people, he meant who have had some type of condition that's utterly destroyed their life. But the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bind up the broken hearted. I don't have the answer. He has the answer. Are you hearing me, friend of mine? We need to free ourselves from the responsibility to make it happen and to say, God, I'm totally dependent upon you and I realize you're the only one that can make it happen. We were just in Thailand again in, in July. Amen. We went to a, a city, Chayapum. Amen. Uh, we have a small church there. Hallelujah. But that city is about 99% Buddhist. We had our crusade there. The mayor came. Amen. She blessed us. She thanked us for being there. When it was all said and done, we had 257 Buddhists filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and 37 baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But one of the greatest miracles that happened in that crusade was there was a Buddhist lady that was all crippled up uh, in severe pain. She could barely stand. And, and we went and we prayed for her. And as we prayed for her, he meant, uh, her, her joints began to move and her joints began to pop. And she got some relief. And she, you could see, amen, that crippled spirit, amen, coming off of her. Amen. We, we took her and, and we baptized her in Jesus' name in back of that pickup truck. And when she came out of that water... Come on, somebody. Every finger was healed. Every toe was healed. Every joint was healed. The crippled spirit left her. God made her new. Why? Because God specializes in binding up. I'm preaching to some people. You may be broken. Amen. By your mama or by your daddy. You may be crushed on the inside or on the outside. But I got a word. There's an anointing in this house. The spirit of God is going to minister to you. And God is going to heal you. And God is going to deliver you. My God have mercy. I just feel in the Holy Ghost. God's going to give us something in Indiana, Brother Harpool. That's never been in Indiana before. Every day I pray, amen, God give us the Indy miracle. I want to see Indianapolis have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost where 10,000 people receive the Holy Ghost in one day. I believe it can happen. We are not bound by history. We've got permission. The works that I do shall ye do. And greater works than these. We've got permission to do greater and to go beyond. But here recently... I've changed my prayer. God, I just don't want the Indy miracle. I want the Indiana miracle. Come on, somebody. I believe this. We can have a one million soul revival in the state of Indiana. Well, it can't happen. Not by ourselves, it can't. Well, we don't have the money. Not by ourselves, we it can't. But we'll give to God what he's put under our control. And let God make up the difference. I, I, I'm telling you, it shall come to pass. Because when we can't, that's when the anointing comes. That's when God comes and destroys the yoke. That's when God comes. It helps us by his power. 
by his might. Lift your hands and just worship the Lord for me. Come on, I'm almost done. Yanda Ramana Ramana Ramatasayaba. God is ready right now to take action. God is ready right now to take action. God is ready right now to take action. Hallelujah. You could pull up 2 Corinthians 12, I believe it is, uh, verses 9. Okay. It says, The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. That God comes in and makes up the difference. My God have mercy. Why are we so fearful? If God is our partner, why are we so afraid? I don't want to get to heaven, amen, and God look at me and say, why didn't you take more risk? And if I say, because I was fearful, he'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you, because the fearful are not going to make it into that land. I want, amen, to step out and have a revival that's above my pay grade, my pain grade, my ability. Come on, somebody. I'm just going to say it, and pardon me if this offends you, but this is the way I think. If evil can possess a man by the name of Adolf Hitler, and he radically changes the world for the worse, and kills millions of people, why can't somebody from a broken home, nobody knows him, Come on, all kinds of issues, all kinds of trouble. Why can't that person give total control over to God and let the Holy Ghost anoint them and they radically change the world for the good? I'm going to tell you, it can happen. He said, ask me for the nations and I'll give it to you. Ask me for the nations and I'll give it to you. This is what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Hear me, brother and sister Paul. Hallelujah. The revival that God showed me in in Europe, that wind, that storm, it came out of Spain and pushed out, amen, the darkness out of Europe. So it's going to begin in Spain. It's going to begin with you. It's going to begin now. There's revival in Europe. I wonder who would say yes to God. I wonder who would move beyond their fear. I wonder who would move beyond their limits. I wonder who, I wonder who in this house will say, God, I've given you my hurts. I've given you my past. I've given you my pain. Do something with it. River flow. River flow. Let there be a river of anointing that comes out of this house today. Let there be a river of finances that comes out of this house today. Let there be a river of wealth that comes out of this house today. Come on. Come on. Don't listen to the critics. Listen to the Christ who's saying this is the day. This is the time. Tomorrow's promise to no man. This is the day we got to work. Pull, pull that scripture back up. You can sit down. You can do cartwheels. You can punch somebody in the nose if you want to. Second Corinthians 12. He said, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit helpeth our infirmities. Thank God for our degrees. But our degrees isn't going to get it done. Thank God for organization. But organization alone can't get it done. Hear me, because there comes a point where you get to the end of your ability. Hear me, I'm speaking to a very gifted church. And it's very hard for the gifted to step into a realm where you have absolutely no control. Hear me, businessmen. You've been thinking in millions and God has been talking about hundreds of millions. You've been thinking about regional businesses. God said, I want to take your business global. But you said in your heart, well, I can't manage that. I can't control that. And God's saying, that's exactly why I want to do it. So when it's done, God gets the glory and God gets the praise. I've got to hurry. Second Corinthians chapter 12. 
Paul dealing with whatever he was dealing with, and I'll let you theologians figure it out. Asking God to take away the thorn in his flesh. And God responded, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. If you can pull it up for me, please, so I can read it on the back screen. said, my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. For thee. For my strength is brought to completion, perfection, and displayed in fullness in weakness. Your weakness is not your liability, it's your asset. Come on, somebody. What you think is against you is actually for you. Are you hearing me, friend of mine? So he said, hey man, most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Are you with me, friend of mine? He's saying the Holy Ghost helpeth our infirmities. So God, amen, makes us aware of the hurts, the pain, the brokenness. Aware of the insecurities, the fears, the lack. Not to deter us. But so that we would take us to a place of humility. Where we give all that to him. So he can take all of that weakness and limitations away. And he can deposit within us a greater glory and a greater power. So what God does is this. He takes away our inability and puts within us his ability. I'm no longer working off of my bank account. I'm working off kingdom economy. Hear me, friend of mine. The way up, the way up in the kingdom is down. The way to increase in the kingdom is this release. That if I want to receive, I gotta release. I gotta release fear. I gotta release pain. I gotta release blessing. Come on, somebody. I gotta release anointing. I gotta release everything that God has given me. And God says, when you release what you have, I'll give you what money cannot buy, which is His ability, His creativity, His anointing, His resources. Listen, Hagar, you're not going to die. There's a well you don't see. Listen to me. If you step out in faith and obey God, there's resources that you don't sense and that you don't see. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Lift your hands and praise God all over this place. said the spirit of the lord is upon me the ministry of the spirit to help me with my insecurities my fear to bring deliverance to anything that has held me captive are you hearing me anything that has held me captive the word deliverance a piece is in the greek describes a release the setting free up to permanent loose so he's not talking about a temporary thing you see, you've had an infirmity, and there's one word in the Greek for infirmity that describes the torture that Roman soldiers would place upon uh, prisoners, where they would take them, amen, to the whipping post, and they would beat them, and they would whip them, and then they released them back to the cell. And just about when they were healed and whole, they would bring them back to that whipping post, and they would begin to beat them again. That's what one of the words for infirmity is, is in the Greek. Hear me, friend of mine, amen, that you've had a cycle where, where, you, where you would be beaten, amen, you would be bruised by life, by people, by the world, and it seems like you, you would go into the presence of God, and you would almost get healed, you would almost get the complete and total victory, and you would just go back to the same struggle. But I'm here to tell you, the anointing of God is in this house. The ministry of the Spirit of God is here to break that cycle, to break break that cycle. God's saying, I'm going to break cycles of generational curses. I'm breaking cycles of generational abuse. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm breaking cycles of nations. And God's saying, this is a new day. This is a new opportunity. Come on, friend of mine. I realize the world's saying it's dark, but God says, when gross darkness covers the people, arise and shine for the light and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. It is a new day for the people of God. your hands and voices and just praise him there's deliverance in this house 
The word captive describes a Roman soldier with a spear pressing in the back of a prisoner that is bound in chains. Controlling the direction of the person. It's describing someone who's been manipulated by bondage. People controlled by addictions, abusive relationships, that there's been something in in your back that has been pushing you and driving you. And I'm here to tell you, the wolf uh, drives the sheep to destruction, but the shepherd gently leads. uh, And God, amen, is going to break the that spear that's in your back and you're going to leave this house no longer feel pushed amen in this direction and that direction no longer abused no longer bound no longer addicted I'm here to tell you there's an anointing thank God for all of our 12 steps and addiction processes and we have them we have a hope center that's all we do amen but I'm here to tell you amen the thing that can really amen deliver you is the anointing and the spirit of God and the spirit of God is in this house right now to deliver you come on friend of mine hallelujah that there's giftings that's going to be released in this house right now. There's an anointing that's going to be released in this house right now. Amen. That you're going to begin to love people that have been addicted and you're going to be able to speak a word of faith and you're going to be able to untangle years of abuse. Thank God for psychology. Thank God for counselors. But I'm here to remind you, he still is the wonderful counselor and there's an anointing that can come from him upon you today to bring about deliverance. Feel the Holy Ghost in here. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to help the blind recover their sight. Recovering and oblivious is the Greek word. It means the returning of one's sight or to see again. But it's describing a person who has been intentionally blinded by someone else. Eyes that have been deliberately removed so that the person has no eyes to see that God, amen, is going to put an anointing upon you in this house today. Amen, to deliver from, to deliver you from spiritual darkness and deception that you've been under. So that you can start seeing people the way that God sees people. And most importantly, you can start seeing yourself the way that God sees you. Come on, somebody. Amen. That God wants to, amen, deliver you, amen, from deception that the darkness has been brought on because of the abuse that you suffered. Now, you can sit in darkness if you want to, but God is saying there's an anointing here, amen, to restore some stuff that the enemy has taken. There's an anointing in this house of restoration right now to not only give back what the enemy has taken, but to restore to you sevenfold. I'm here to tell somebody right now, there's an anointing. You're going to get it back. You're going to get it back. You're going to get it back. That there's a spirit of restoration of greater and more in this place that God is trying to minister and deliver and move among us right now. Come on, expose your weakness to him right now. Put your hands where you're sitting and expose your weakness right now. Come on, expose the trauma right now expose the drama right now there's an anointing to heal in this place right about now feel your presence God come on there's a creativity in here right now There's a creativity in this house right now. God's creative ability is in this house today. If you need God to recreate an organ, it can happen in this atmosphere right now. If you need God to come in and rewire your brain and give you a new brain and recreate your brain, it can happen right now. In the name of Jesus, you're never going to be the same. Scripture is making history right now. There's an anointing. There's an anointing for manifestation right now. There's an anointing for apostolic demonstration right now. That there's a level of creativity in this house right now that God wants to restore to you what has been destroyed in your life and what has been taken from you by the adversary. There's a spirit amen of God in this place amen there's a word that's going to be spoken that's going to release that creativity I speak to everything that has been damaged I speak to everything that has been destroyed and I command right now under the unction of the Holy Ghost receive your miracle now receive your healing now receive your deliverance now
Come on. The ministry of the Spirit is to help us. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You hear me, Rick Perry? You're going back to Botswana, but you're not going alone. And you're going back with more than you went the first time. The first time you were Elijah with an anointing, you're going back as an Elijah with a double portion of the anointing. Hear me. You're not only going to recover what, what was lost, you're going to receive double. Because there's a creative word that's going before you right now that God is going right now before you send an angels to change the hearts of men. He's pushing out darkness right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. Again, the word liberty is the same Greek word for deliverance. It means to set permanently free. And in this case, amen, it's from the detrimental effects of a shattered life. It speaks of a permanent release from the destructive effects of brokenness. The word bruised is the Greek word for trauma. It means to crush, to break down. A person who's been shattered or fractured by life. A life who has continually been split up and fragmented by divorce, by abortions, by shame. That God wants to deliver you today. From the childhood trauma and drama. And he's going to replace the trauma and the drama that has tried to become your identity. And he says, I'm going to remove it from you. And I'm going to give you double joy in replace of it. And I'm going to remove the confusion. And you're going to become a worshiper. And you're going to become prophetic. And I'm going to give you your inheritance. And everlasting joy shall be upon you, saith the Lord, that God is going to give you a future without consulting your past. The Holy Ghost in here right about now. The Holy Ghost is just declaring it. Try it. Do it. Step out. Declare it. Don't be afraid. It's God calling you. Stop being safe in the boat with the other 11. Step out on the waters. Do something that's never been done before. But what if I fail? Don't worry. God's hand will reach up and save you. God never rebuked Peter. God even commended Peter for stepping out. Amen. And doing what the others were afraid to do. Because who knows what we can accomplish if God would help us. And he's saying, I'm here to help you. I'm here to release the ministry of the Spirit unto you. Lift your hands. The angel of the Lord just walked into this place. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Notice it doesn't just say who is lost, which it does include the who, but it says what has been lost. That the Son of Man has come passionately seeking, reaching to restore to you everything that has been lost and ruined and destroyed by society, by Satan, and by self. And he says, I'm here to save it. 
to save you, to rescue you, to return to safety with nothing lacking, to bring to a state of greater before the destruction came, that the ministry of the Spirit is to help us, to heal us, and to restore us. He's going to help the ministry to do greater and to do more. He's going to heal, amen, the broken in this place. And he's going to restore, amen, in this house, generations of wealth and blessing that has been devoured by the enemy. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. But you groan in your spirit. And you've asked yourself, when, how long? It's been too long. It's over. It's finished. Listen, Sarah, God told you he would restore to you that time of life. That God came and turned the time clock back for Sarah and the missed season of her life of productivity when she was old. God says, I'm going to do it then. So time, amen, can no longer steal your faith because it doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. I'm here to tell you, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. And there is a release of productivity and power that comes from the Spirit of God in this place right now because when it comes to time he says this to preach the acceptable year of the Lord the word acceptable means a favorable time to receive that when the Lord comes on the scene feel the Holy Ghost in here when's a favorable time to receive anytime God's willing to do it was in Kansas City at, at Bishop's Conference, the Fivefold Ministry Conference, and there was a lady there that went into AFib. And oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. God's getting ready to do something major in this place today. She went into AFib. They called the ambulance. The ambulance came and they hooked her all up and they were testing her and they said, You're an AFib and we got to rush you to the hospital. They take her outside. I hear about this, I run outside. And, and, and they're getting ready to load her into the, the ambulance. And they were trying to push me away. Say, get back, get back. We've got to take her. I'm like, no, you're not taking her until I pray for her. Practically jumped up on the gurney. Pushing paramedics aside. Laid my hands on her. And I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I command this heart to beat, amen, in rhythm right now. And I rebuke AFib. And I, can, I command this heart to never get out of rhythm again. All of a sudden, she went out. Paramedics' eyes are like this. And I just turned and walked away. Take her to the hospital. Do what you got to do. Well, they sat on the parking lot for about 20, 30 minutes. They never took her to the hospital. And finally, they said, you can just go ahead and get out and go home. And so she comes walking back in the church. And I, thought, I, th- I looked at her and said, I thought you were supposed to be at the hospital. She said, no. She said, when you touched me, she said, I felt electricity go through my body and my heart begin to beat in rhythm. And she said, the paramedics checked me and they show it even on the heart monitor that the time it was an AFib and the next minute after prayer, it's no longer an AFib. So they didn't have to take me to the hospital. I'm here to tell you that any time is the right time. And right now is the right time because the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to tell you that now is the time. Now is the time. It's time to have revival. It's time to see the miraculous. It's time to press in. My God. said that it's time to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The time to receive from God. Notice it says the year of the Lord not the day of the Lord. Because what God is saying is this is the miracles that I start in this house are not going to stop. 
He said, when the time comes and the time is now, it's going to be a prolonged season of the miraculous and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. I'm here to tell somebody, amen, that the revival and the river that's getting ready to break loose from this altar, it's about ready to touch this entire county, this entire region, this entire state. It's going to sweep across the globe. Amen. I'm here to tell you it's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your workplace. That everything's fixing to change. Why? Because we're becoming totally dependent upon the kingship and the lordship of Jesus Christ. And the king says, I'm ready to arrive. All right, all right, all right. It says in the end time, and I, I'm trying to shut up. It says in the end time that, that the enemy will try to, he says he will think to change times. That the enemy wants you to think he has control of the time. When Jesus went to the city with the man that had the legion of demons, the demon said, are you come to torment me before the time? They know there's a time. They're just trying to prolong the time. But I'm here to tell you, they don't control the time. And God said, amen, be not drunk with the wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And it says you do that because you're redeeming the time or buying back the time that what the text is saying is through the Holy Ghost. We can go back and win every battle through the Holy Ghost. We can win through the Holy Ghost. We can redeem missed opportunities and missed season because the devil doesn't control the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. He says, when the fullness of the time, not just fullness of time, but fullness of the time was come. All those prophecies begin to be fulfilled when Jesus, amen, was born. And I'm here to tell you right now, we prophetically were in that time. Hear me. Prophetically, we're in that time. Prophetically, we're in that time where thousands of scriptures are getting ready to be fulfilled. We're in that time where God has not forgotten his promises concerning you and he's getting ready to do it. He's getting ready to do it. He's getting ready to do it. That this is the time to step over. This is the time to step in. God's saying, I want to do it right now. That this is the year of the Lord. And I'm closing. Stand to your feet. And scripture, when Jesus described the ministry of the Spirit, it says scripture was fulfilled at that time. Or scripture became history. God is getting ready to fulfill scripture in this place. And God is getting ready to help us. Feel the Holy Ghost in here right about now. Scripture says this, and I'm closing with this last text. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Someone shout help. God says the Spirit of the Lord will help us. He's ready right now to take from us anything that's harming us, hurting us, and give to us that which is good, that which is right, and that which is powerful. He's ready to help us. And he says, we find that grace to help in the time of need. He's saying the key to consistent, powerful anointing is to remain in a state of constant awareness of your need for him. If he doesn't exhale, I can't inhale. And he said that you will find help. Someone shout help. Notice it doesn't say come fearful, come uncertainly. It says come boldly. Poverty, a plainness of speech. He's saying you come with an understanding and an assurance. God is on your side. If God be for us. If God be for us. Who can be against this? What can separate us from the love of God? You come boldly that you might find grace to help in the time of need. The word help there is bothia. Bothia in the Greek was a word that was given to every Roman soldier. From the general to the private. They knew that word bothia because when they were getting in the thick, thick of the battle and they couldn't make it and they feel like they were overwhelmed and they were going to die. They would cry out, Boathia! 
And every Roman soldier was trained, cavalry, artillery, everyone was trained to listen for that word. And when that word was spoken, they were to rush all the might and the army and the power and the influence of the Roman army to that location of that one single soldier that was crying out for help. And Paul picks that word out and says, let me tell you what the Holy Ghost does. That when you begin to cry out for help, when you begin to cry out for anointing, when you begin to cry out for resources, when the battle's too great and the mission's so overwhelming, you don't know what to do. Help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, heaven is going to rush to your location. Every resource you need is going to be there. And the miraculous is going to show up without delay. Now, I need your help. I want you to turn the person beside you and say, have you ever received the Holy Ghost? Ask them that question. Now, if they look at you like they don't know what you're talking about, ask them this question. Say, have you ever spoken with other tongues? Come on, turn to somebody else. Say, have you ever spoken with tongues? And if they say, what you talking about, Willis? They've never spoken with tongues. I want you to grab their hand and I want you to bring them to the front because God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. You see, this, this help only comes from the Holy Ghost. Come on, quickly, turn to somebody else. God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost today. Your help's coming. No more brokenness. There's healing for you, sister. There's healing for you today. This is, this is the ministry of the Spirit. Okay. If you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to come. Would you listen to my instructions? Don't pray quite yet. If you need the Holy Ghost, I want your toes to touch the altar. several here that need the Holy Ghost if you need the Holy Ghost I want you to come I want you to come God's going to help you now now you may be in the second category too but if you need the Holy Ghost I want you to stay in the front because you're going to get everything we got more coming Bring, bring them to the front. God's going to fill every person with the Holy Ghost. This is beautiful. Okay, what we're going to do is this. Is we're going to repent. Someone shout repent. Repent is simply this. It's yielding to Jesus. It's given Jesus total and complete control. So we're going to repent together. I'm going to say a prayer. You're going to repeat after me. When we're done repenting, we're going to lift our hands and our heads because God's not mad at us. He loves us. And then when we lift our hands, we're going to shout a certain way. I'm going to speak the word of faith and we're going to shout a certain way. Turn to David and say hallelujah. We're going to shout hallelujah. And then the second time, hallelujah. The third time, as loud and as long as we can, hallelujah. We're going to scream it. And when we shout that last hallelujah, the Spirit of God's going to come down upon you. And healing's coming. Brokenness is going to leave. Wholeness is going to come. And you're going to give God control of your tongue. And you're going to begin to speak words and sounds you've never spoken before as God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Hear me, altar workers. When you're praying with somebody and they get the Holy Ghost, put your thumb up in the air because faith breeds faith. And we're going to celebrate every miracle. If you need healing in your body, because there's no way you can come to the altar, but if you need healing in your body, I want you to raise your hand all over this place so I can see you. God's going to heal you. High blood pressure is going to go. Cancer is going to go. Tumors are going to dry up. Creative miracles are going to happen. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I give you total control. Heal me. Fill me with your spirit. I need you. And I'm ready 
right now to receive your spirit in Jesus name you ready altar workers get ready to lay hands on their head lift your hands up all over this house when they speak with tongues put your thumb up in the air so we can celebrate what God is doing God's getting ready to help us he's in the room leukemia is going to go leukemia is going to go by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus receiving the Holy Ghost receive your healing and receive your deliverance right 